Hello and welcome back to the Essentialist Podcast. I am very excited to talk about today's topic, which you would already know from the title, but essentially I'm going to call it Life in the Slow Lane and why you need to try it. Because this morning I was just having one of those days where I definitely stayed up way too late and I didn't kind of get right into my morning routine. And I'm standing on the train just feeling so overwhelmed, so tired. I was yawning my head off and I just thought something's got to give. Like I honestly just need to take some time off and have a little bit of breathing space and reset because I'm just falling apart at the moment with too many things to do and too much time spent procrastinating over a bunch of things and not actually just having focused blocks of time on my tasks. So that was my profound shower thoughts for the morning and it kind of carried on as the theme through my day as I was just feeling like things were just kind of getting away from me. And my number one thing that I booked in immediately was a day of annual leave. And I am definitely self-aware enough to know that it is not that simple for everybody. I do work in a corporate job, sort of nine to five, and I think it makes it a little bit easier to book in some time off. But I totally get that some of you might work in retail or shifts or, you know, like at a hospital and things like that, where it is far more difficult to actually organize time off. And often sometimes in those sort of workplaces, it can really impact the people around you. But the main point that I wanted to get to was even if you can't immediately do it, try and book something in advance and just give yourself a actual day of either unpaid leave or annual leave or something to just seriously get on top of all of those little things in life that just add up. Because I find sometimes when the weekend rolls around, I haven't stuck to my kind of plan of living a little bit slower. And I find myself doing all of these kind of catch up chores and things that just aren't getting done throughout the week. And then Sunday kind of rolls around and you get the little Sunday sads because it's like, how the heck is another weekend over already? And I'm going to be back into it. And you're sort of winding down for the evening thinking, wow, what did I even get done this weekend? That was, I guess, like a more enjoyable or self-care kind of relaxation thing instead of just doing chore after chore. So... I find honestly, if I have allowed myself that little bit of time to reset and truly, even if it's not a day off, it might just be a morning off the gym or an evening where you just ask your partner to take a little bit of the load off your plate or if you are living alone that you just have a really quiet night and just try and get an early night's sleep for once because I find that when we're trying to live in a little bit more of a high vibe life and have a little bit more of a holistic approach to our overall health and wellness, your energy is going to be so much more magnetic and you'll have so much more to give not only to your work but also to all of your interpersonal relationships around you if you are well rested and de-stressed as well because no one wants to be hanging on to loads and loads of cortisol in the body. I'm not a scientist by any means but I think all of us just have a general understanding that stress in the body can lead to illness, it can lead to all sorts of things and it honestly just feels really icky as well. So that is one of the things that I have been saying to myself a lot lately which is you have to to slow down to speed up. And what I mean by that is I feel like it is so much more productive when you give yourself time to slow down and reassess your goals. And then you are able to leap onto those other phases in life that might have been 
just seemingly impossible to you at the time because I think when you've got so much on your plate, it's kind of hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel and if you are actually slowing down and dedicating a little bit more time to these things, it can actually speed up the process of getting to where you're going. So it is that little kind of like, is it the tortoise and the hare or something? And, you know, like the tortoise ends up winning the race because the rabbit is like rushing around and then he thinks, oh, I'm just going to back it off. And the tortoise is just consistent. And I think that is exactly what we want to be. We just want to be consistent. And I actually put a quote up on my Instagram story about this this morning from someone I really love to follow and his name is Matt Gottesman and he posted this little I'm gonna press and hold so I can read it out to you but essentially he said consistency is your way of saying that you'll be prepared when your turn is called when we are consistent we are ready when we are ready opportunities meet us consistency prepares you for predictable outcomes because you're already moving in the energy of them And honestly, I could not love that saying more because I definitely think that is exactly how to kind of approach life in a slow but efficient way. I guess what I'm trying to say is the more efficient your routines and your way of going about things in the day, the calmer you'll be, the more organized you'll be, and actually the more productive you'll be because you're actually actively working towards goals in a very calm and considered way. And By sort of focusing on one thing at a time, you actually are going to be ready when those big opportunities or just like other little opportunities in life come along and meet you on the way. And you're not going to be in that frazzled constant state of a high alert where you're like, I couldn't possibly do X, Y, Z. I couldn't possibly travel. I couldn't possibly accept a promotion. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. And we keep telling ourselves this and actually you can, you can do all of those things if you just kind of get into that method of essentially what I would just call slow living or the slow lane and you will just be that zen calm version of yourself that can take on absolutely anything because you're not constantly heightened and feeling stressed. So I just want to say life does not have to be that way. I have been that person for the longest time and I was truly suffering quite badly with anxiety when I was trying to just do 50,000 things at once and feeling very disorganized, very out of control and totally not relaxed. So I am in the camp that is rebelling against that kind of hectic hustling lifestyle and I just really want to slow down and enjoy life and I'm sure tons of you can relate to this because that's kind of the whole point of being here like obviously we are working but is it the same it's like work to live, don't live to work. And I think that couldn't be more true. Sometimes when I go to my office and I just see people, you know, working crazy amounts of overtime that aren't expected of them or doing all of these extra things and really overextending themselves, I'm just looking at them thinking, my God, that was me a couple of years ago. And uh, although I did have like some advances in my career, you absolutely hit a brick wall because you get so burnt out. And if you're not burnt out, you might just not be getting the recognition for the things you're doing sometimes. And that can kind of be really mentally draining as well, because if you're the kind of person who always gives 110% and then you're not kind of getting even a fraction of that back from your employer or the people around you, it can just be absolutely exhausting and it can really just throw you off. So 
To me, a slower paced life is absolutely where it's at. And that definitely doesn't mean missing out on absolutely anything. It just means approaching things totally differently. And for me, that is enjoying my mornings. So I really did used to be an evening workout kind of girl. And when I switched to the morning workouts, it definitely was like a three coffee a day situation to sort of make that transition. But I just found it so incredibly helpful because now when I get up in the morning, I get to check off probably the longest and hardest task of my day, which is spending an hour doing some movement. And once I'm done with that, I just kind of feel like I can get in on top of almost anything. And by kind of taking charge of that in the day, I'll then often come home and think, okay, I'm going to make my bed, quickly reset the house. And then I will have time to make a good breakfast for myself because I choose to get up for an earlier class. So that really gives me a ton of extra time in the morning. And I'm feeling really, really energetic by the time I actually get to my desk as well. But whatever you're doing, it's just about appreciating the sort of little moments that kind of lead you up to beginning your day whenever that might be and again I understand not everyone can kind of have theoretically like the luxury of time in the morning but I'm telling you now I'm up at 5 30 and it's only because I am actually making an active choice to go to bed earlier and really taking care of that side of me but definitely just ease yourself into it and Don't be pushing through when you feel tired. Listen to your body always because here we're talking about, like I said, reducing stress and overwhelm and pushing yourself straight into a new routine is the total opposite of that. And I've seen people do this time and time again, and that is the definite formula for resenting the routine and not sticking to it because you've tried to do too much at once. And that is kind of the idea in life with so many things. If we try and do too much at once of anything, you are going to hate it. So I just think doing single tasks instead of switching between a multitude of tasks and just focusing on one thing instead of none of them is super important. And I do believe it is kind of a little bit of a responsibility of ours now that technology is such a focus in our lives to retrain your brain into having a little bit more, I guess, resilience and patience and attention span when it comes to doing longer tasks. Because thanks to platforms like TikTok and Instagram and all of those sorts of things, we're really, really used to short form snappy content. And we're also used to just having access to 10,000 different things at a single click of our finger or a button or whatever a device it might be that you're using. But I think that sort of breeds that culture of impatience and, you know, um, a very, very low attention span because if something isn't over or giving me the answer within 30 seconds I can often feel that like frustration just welling up inside me and that is another thing that I have really really been trying to work on lately and something that I find is a little practice that can help me get back into increasing my attention span is honestly just reading a book and I have picked up a couple of great books lately but I also sort of vary the books that I go for because we're trying to trick our brains a little bit by retraining it so you don't just want to pick up like a giant novel like I don't know Narnia or like some enormous self-help book that's going to take you months or weeks or whatever it is to work through it you want to pick up something that is smaller manageable a topic that you're super interested in and something that you can actually accomplish because I find that once you have sort of 
accomplished a little task like that, then moving on to another book or another task similar, like maybe it was to attend a gym class. Like once you've done it once, you will just find yourself rolling into that pattern with such ease that slowing down will appear to you to just be such a unconscious choice. Whereas I feel like currently it is definitely a conscious choice and not always an easy one, but it definitely does lead to a greater appreciation for life. And I'm telling you now a greater level of happiness. So that brings me to the next part of the podcast, because I do want to try and make these episodes as useful as possible for you guys. So I thought I would share a couple of tips on how to kind of integrate some of those slower practices into your life so that you really can kind of start living in the slow lane and feeling that reduction in overwhelm. So the first and most obvious tip is to do less. And yes, that's not always possible. I hear you because I have a never ending to-do list some days and I feel like I'm kind of always adding extra tasks. Like I am quite literally about to move house. So I don't even know how I'm supposed to balance that on top of my full-time job and content creation and kind of capture the move for content creation, but I just think it's really important to be honest with yourself and um, appreciate, I suppose, that it is hard to slow down. And when you're trying to do a million things, you need to actually actively make a conscious choice to do less. So start by focusing on what's really important and what definitely needs to be done. And these are your core tasks. So you could put them in categories of like major and minor and the ones that really must be done, like if it's a bill must be paid or you must meet a friend on this day because you've got prior plans with them or something of that nature, then obviously that is something you must prioritize for your day. But if it's something that you can just kind of get done whenever, then learn to be flexible with your timeframes, because if you can put space between those kind of tasks and appointments, you'll be able to move through your days at a much more leisurely pace. The next point I've got for you is to be present. And that's because it is not just enough to slow down in terms of tasks, but you also need to slow down when you're dealing with the people around you. And that is something that we can all be mindful of whatever we're doing at the moment. And I guess in terms of this podcast, you could practice that right now, because if you are currently multitasking, maybe you're listening to this while walking, while cleaning the house or while doing something else, it is a perfect example of how sometimes we're not totally present when we're doing a task because we're constantly trying to multitask. And I know women really especially do this. So just find yourself thinking about how you could um, try and just do one thing at once. I'm not saying you have to just sit on your couch and like absorb this podcast because I definitely think podcasts are a thing you can listen to whilst multitasking. But It's um, just really great to try and practice being present in the moment and having some technology free time, whether that be at dinner and you try and actively leave your phone in your bag or I don't know, maybe if you are doing something like reading, just like turn your phone off or chuck it away into another room while you spend an hour or so doing that actual task and enjoy that time truly uninterrupted so that you can be present and enjoy the actual thing that you're involved with. That brings me to the third point, which links into that one, and that is to disconnect. We live in such a connected world where we're 
either expected to or feel like we have the expectation to quite literally respond to everything the second we get a text. Like sometimes I feel that I get um, technology anxiety because my phone will literally buzz and I think, oh, they're going to know that I have to reply straight away because people know I've always got my phone in my hand. And if I don't reply, then I'm a bad friend. And what are they going to think of me? And like, we just tell ourselves these crazy stories. And the truth is, no, if no one's going to die, if you don't reply, then you don't need to immediately reply. You can have some boundaries around your technology use. And I think also communicate those boundaries clearly to people in your life so that you're all on the same page. And That way you're kind of almost guaranteed to avoid any conflict that could come along with that if it's sort of a change from the way that you usually communicate with the people around you. But shutting off from technology is honestly one of the best ways to allow yourself to focus on other things. And that will mean that you're going to get through some of those core tasks that you've set out for yourself a lot quicker and a lot easier because you're not sort of half doing that and half texting and half listening to something and half chatting with someone because that means you're never giving your full focus and attention to a task. So we're sort of at the demand of others and you can kind of be at the mercy of technology if you're always checking messages when they're coming in. My next tip is something I am certainly actively practicing. And if you're someone who knows me, feel free to remind me when we're hanging out. But that is to focus on the people in front of you. I feel like so often I have been in conversations with people where it almost looks like they're looking over my shoulder or they're half on their phone and they're just absolutely not paying attention to what I'm saying. And it's not only rude, but it also just means that they're not absorbing anything I'm saying. So if I'm communicating to somebody or someone is communicating to me some important details about something at work or a plan for something that we're going to be doing together. And I am absolutely not present because I'm a million miles away, either thinking about something else or busy using a piece of technology and not giving my full attention to that person or the information. Then it sort of yet again leads to, I guess, inefficiency in the sense that someone might end up having to repeat themselves to you. It is also quite rude. And the last thing is, yet again, you're just like not focusing on the task at hand. So you're going to find yourself probably working back later because you're constantly spending time catching up on trying to figure out things that you were probably told or could have just been listening to the first time around. The next one is to appreciate nature. And I have firmly been reminded of this when I've gone for walks recently, whether I have decided to be plugged in listening to something so that I have the ability to learn, or if I spend a little bit of my time with my headphones in my pocket and just actually listening to the sounds around me, whether that be the beach, it might be some birds, it might just be actually kind of getting absorbed in the city sounds and just in the environment in which I find myself in And obviously, preferably, we'd all like to do grounding sort of activities around nature where you might be actively taking your shoes off and earthing and kind of connecting to the ground. But it might also be as simple as opening your blinds in the morning and hopefully you have a little bit of a lovely view to some sort of nature and sort of just actually taking that in. So instead of sitting at your coffee table with your head into your phone, watching videos and things in the morning, then you could more actively just spend time gazing out the window and And just noticing the sort of things that you're seeing out there, noticing the shapes of the trees, noticing the shadows and the sunlight and noticing the birds or the color of the sky and the way that the clouds.
clouds are moving that day. And this kind of appreciation from nature can really just bring a slow and calming feeling over us because you're allowing yourself to actually reconnect to the world beyond you. And that can kind of make any of those little petty dramas of your day just seem incredibly insignificant when paralleled to the beauty and the scale of nature. Another great tip is to eat slower and this kind of aligns with the idea of intuitive eating but it is also consciously eating. So instead of kind of cramming in food as quickly as possible which I'm certainly guilty of in the morning I usually am just making a smoothie and smashing it as quick as I can before I run out the door. The idea behind this is to actually enjoy the food that you're eating and sort of try and turn it into almost a little bit of a ritual. So if you can learn to eat slowly, that would be essentially the most mindful way to eat. And it's also healthier for you as well, because not only are you chewing your food better, which will in turn help your gut, you are also actually going to probably find you are fuller quicker because you're actually eating and then stopping when you're full instead of throwing everything down and then maybe feeling bloated or tired or like really just so full that you can barely move and you're like rolling around on the couch or something after you've eaten. So Mindful eating means kind of appreciating each bite, appreciating the flavors and textures and yeah, just really actually enjoying all of the flavors inside of your last and probably most obvious tip, but something the last and possibly most obvious tip, but something I just feel like we all need to be reminded of sometimes is to breathe. When you are stressing out or speeding up, you can often be holding your breath and you can get that really tense, tight feeling all throughout your body. And if you've ever done like a Pilates class or a yoga class, you'll notice that beautiful slow pace at which the teachers kind of speak to you and they will really kind of focus on, let's saying something like breathe in, breathe out, relax the jaw, feel the tension leaving your face. And you think, what on earth? How is I holding tension in my face? And I can actually completely feel like my mouth relaxing, my tongue relaxing. And by trying to actively get into some breathing patterns and you could absolutely look into kind of breath work or like doing a course on that with somebody. I've kind of considered it myself, but when you feel that air come back into your body and then you release it, you can really just feel the stress going out of your body. And who doesn't want to feel stress leaving their body? It sounds pretty good to me. And I think it is one of the easiest ways to quickly recenter yourself and try and reduce some overwhelm. So I hope you guys have enjoyed my little episode about life in the slow lane and I do hope you'll find some time this week to practice some of those things for yourself because I just think that it is so beneficial and something that we can all work towards in terms of trying to live a slower more holistic life so thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope that you guys will find a little bit of time to hit that subscribe button so you get notified of any of the new episodes and if you can I would love for you to leave me a review hopefully five stars I will be putting up a new episode every single week and in the meantime if you're looking for more content you can head to the show notes and there will be a link to my youtube channel where you can watch all of my weekly vlogs as well thanks so much guys and I'll catch you in the next episode